remember when we were strong. Back in the days before King Tenebre and his royal guard, and the people of Amosran took up their own arms for fun and profit. Before all that, there was just us, the Viridian Outriders. We kept the roads and trails safe and secure, with homes and forts scattered about and locales civilized and not. Time passed, and we have been replaced. And yet, I hear the rumblings and murmurs of the roads being less safe than they had been. Monsters sniffing around in smaller towns and magic acting oddly. Who knows? Maybe we'll be needed again. Hello, and welcome back to Another Path. My name is Chase, and I remain your GM. Today, we rejoin our heroes as a triad as they try and make sense of what happened to the city of Lutome, and as they make their return home, ready to set out again. But in the midst of that, we will also be meeting a new friend, Brother Lobazon, played by the absolutely phenomenal Lehman Kessler, who you may also know as Mayor Lovecraft on TikTok. Thank you to our backers, Carlin, Veronica, and Ice Tear Brewing for their support. If you like what you hear, consider donating to us at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia, and maybe try checking out some of the other shows on the network. And with that, sit back, relax, and enjoy your trip down another path. Uh, hey, Justin, I have a question. Yeah, what's up, man? Hey, so uh, as you're playing Patrick Star every single night of the week for the foreseeable future, do they rip your arms yeah, yeah. off and let you regrow them or no? <laughs> um, I'm not sure how much you know about sea creature husbandry, but they don't do that to starfish. <laughs> just like so go into an aquarium at night and they're just like, all right, good night, starfish. <laughs> Part of me wants that to be the entire intro. Like, if Chase faded into the episode right now, I wouldn't be mad. That's so I would be mad. <laughs> Holy shit. So, it's, oh. it's, I'm sorry, it's your legs then? They pull off a leg? They pull your leg to break your leg? I'm sorry, this is not the SpongeBob Mafia. Because mm-hmm. I don't know about no Starfish Mafia. <laughs> that, this is what we call in the industry a hard pivot. Hard pivot. <laughs> I don't know if I've said this on mic before. I had a realization somewhat recently of like, like I know what my starter would be. Like if I showed up in a Pokemon game, like if I were a trainer in a, in a Pokemon setting and you encountered me on a battlefield, I know what my, my ace would be. And I don't know why it was this, but it's Skidoo. Oh ah, yeah. Yeah. That yeah, is big is. Griffin energy. Go goat's decent mm-hmm. though. Right? But, like, I don't know why... Sk- I was never a grass kid. You are not a grass kid. I was always type. a water kid. But, like, Skidoo, like, has my whole but heart and soul. you a goat kid? No. Well. I, I just love that little boy. He's great. He's a good little boy. A good little boy. Comes with a big goat. Mine would be Ella Kid. <laughs> mm. I could see you. I could see you having the dual Ella Kid and Magby. No, like, fuck Magby. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> Ella Kid, like... Oh. Not Jigglypuff, my boy? Oh, Jigglypuff, like, that's just for trolling. But, like, <laughs> it's on the team. I love, I love Electivire. So, like, yeah. Ella Kid is just like, wow, wow. 
I'm definitely I'm definitely the guy running around early game that somehow has a Dratini. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, where did no you find this blue how. snake? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I found it. It's mine now. <laughs> it's mine now. It's mine now. I found it. <laughs> I found it. Put a little rope around it. Didn't have no Pokeballs. Build <laughs> <laughs> a little fence around it. <laughs> Just slither right Throw out. a little blanket over it. Chase, what's your soul Pokemon? <sighs> it's tough. Obviously. Gun to my head. Abra. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, because like 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 one, I love that evolutionary line, especially now that there are like some canonical ways to evolve it without trading it, which was always the worst part. It is the worst. Yeah. Chase loves cereal. Love cereal. Hey, look, ain't nothing wrong with cereal. Because Alakazam's got his two spoons. He's ready. Yeah, he's ready. Oh, to go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking? Can you evolve Abra by feeding him cereal? No, you evolve you evolve Kadabra by giving him a spoon. Yeah. It's yeah. in Arceus, I think, where we they started doing that. don't know how he got the other one. He just found it. He just found it. He became a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. Ah, shit. All right. Yo, I got a spoon. The Viridian Outriders have served many purposes over the years. Guardians, soldiers, scouts, and rescuers. While the Kingsguard has taken the bulk of these duties in the past several years, leaving the Outriders effectively to decay away, every so often they find themselves in their old work. Today is one of those days. The city of Lutholm has been left for ruin and they have found what was left. As the ruins of Loot Home smolder, order begins to be established once again. Where once about 50 people lived, only 10 survive. They sit in tents and wagons, away from the ruins of their homes, clutching what few personal effects remain. Some weep. Others are beyond tears and look bleakly into the distance. Our three heroes stand with the rest of the assembled outriders and the remnants of Lutholm's town hall. Harper, the halfling artificer, kneels on her steel defender tortoise, Ignis, for an equitable look at the proceedings. Cecil, the human sorcerer, stands near the front of the pack, watching their high captain, Luca, with a calculated look. Arabin, the Asimar Hexblade warlock, lurks near the back, with an eye on his two closest companions. The town hall ruins smolder, and yet they stand. Harper and those assigned to her command worked a miracle in preserving the space, but the weakened wood will let entropy win out. Not tonight, but eventually. Luca Glowers. He has been precious with his words since he and Arabind returned from the forest and speaking with Cecil. After a sigh, he breaks his silence. <sighs> Viridian Outriders, what happened today is beyond maddening. It has been decades since I have seen carnage akin to this. This was a village of craftspeople, hardly even a city watch to speak of. 
Homes have been razed to the ground. Some valuables have been stolen, but most simply destroyed. There are only three reasons for an attack like this. Removing witnesses. Sending a message. Or testing their abilities. It could be any of those. It could be all of those. But knowing is not for now. I've dispatched word to the seat. And a lead team back to Bering and to all cities in between to warn them of what we have seen here. Tomorrow, we ride hard for home. I will assign watches. Outriders. Dismissed. Luca escorts himself to the back of the town hall and appears to sit at a desk and just start writing. What do you all do? Once I see Arabin and Cecil again, I go I go running over to them because I haven't seen them since we all got dispatched. Mm-hmm. So like I, I think it's just at the point Harper who is sweating like bandana like tied up her hair is up um has fully shed armor is in full work attire spear slung over the sh- uh, her back kind of like walks up to you too exhausted oh my god thank god okay hi friends are we okay is, that, is everyone okay yeah uh cecil is notably bleeding and singed what the Cecil, hell you, happened to you you need a medic little bit that'd be nice um i went down to the basement because there was a kid down there got the kid out but um why don't you guys come down and see for yourself and i i, yeah. I, tur- I just kind of turn around and start walking down the steps back down to the the cellar okay. of that building I'll grab Iggy and Cecil, if you're cool with this, I can catch up and, and Harper will hit you with a cure wounds. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> take back nine. Cool. I'm at I hadn't rolled it. nine. Cool. I'm in double digits now. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. The sorcerer got into melee combat. Sure that's did. Never, that's never okay. Sorcerer took himself to the basement. How many times yeah. is Cecil going to almost die? Like, we're up to like three, I think. It's been bad. It's, Chase is a- getting out years of pent up frustration for never being able to kill Jackson. Look, it's not my fault that Cecil keeps ending up in the way. <laughs> Cecil does dice. not. Cecil does not want to be in the way. They just are. Chase is like, oh, your AC um, is only ten. Too bad. All of my things have plus ten to their attack. <laughs> that sucks, doesn't it? Um. So I lead. Um, I, I lead. Um. Everybody. Well, this group back down, mm. um, the stairs are kind of broken and beat up and we get down to the basement and um, there's a partial cave in on one side and there's, um, you know, the fire is, uh, I think we put the fire out mostly. Yeah, the fire is out. Okay. Yeah, the city is smoldering, but not actively burning. And what the two of you see is a site that you have each individually become familiar with in your own way. A body wearing red armor where the only insignia is a black spot in the center of the chest. So you had to fight one of these guys too? There were more. 
There were two in the oh. woods, Luca, and I took care of them. Oh, you fought one? You fought two of them? Yeah. There was Did something you? not right about those guys. I found a body around the town hall after making sure it didn't collapse. I, he was dead when I when I by the time I got there, but they were moving. So Cecil, do you have a scrape with this one? Yes, I had a scrape with this one. Um, Cecil steps over to the 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 red corpse. So there's four. Then that's four more than there should be. The short version is Luca and I have dealt with this before. Really, You've dealt with it- this before. Yes, many, many years ago. Oh, it's kind of a blur. That's why I ended up behind a desk, honestly. Um, well, what do you know? I mean, these guys, there was something magical about them. They were moving fast and robotically, and mm-hmm. they were stronger than any bandit I've seen before. Yeah, there was some weird magic that I got sort of inklings of off that one body. Yeah, there's... I need to get back and consult my notes a bit more to make sure we, we, we know everything Lucas and I have we'll have to pull out all the old reports um, but um, there was a device that had been that appeared device amulet uh, stone orb something we didn't know exactly what it was or what it was called so we called it the Urksign device it could give people superpowers I'm not oh. talking about magic. I'm not talking about, you know, just uh, someone casting spells. It, 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 it got inside of you, and and it could make you. It, it it changed you, and it husked you out, and it turned you into this thing. Super soldier is a good word. Uh, you could say magically enhanced. We didn't know exactly how it worked. Um, but we were tasked to retrieve it. Uh, the three of us were, uh, myself and Luca and Sterling. Oh, right. That's how long ago it was, and, uh, we thought it exploded. We saw it explode, but then we had to drag Sterling out of there, and it was very messy. It was very, very messy, and a lot of things had to get covered up and written over. And, um... Well, we thought it was done, and it had been done until today. We see this. Um, so we're going to take at least this body back. Um, some okay. folks should be along in a minute to get it, but... Uh, I also had a had another body that I brought back with me. Great, fantastic. He uh, doesn't really have a head anymore. That's fine, we don't need that. Well, actually, no, there's a question there. Um, did the head come off because you made it come off, or did it something else happen? Yeah, I might have had a part in it. Okay. So, well, you killed him by decapitation rather than, like, you um, hamstrung him and then the head just fell off of its own volition. Oh, God. Yeah. What's everybody's passive perception? Nine. Nine. Eleven. Ignis's is 16. <laughs> Good thing he can talk like Meowth. <laughs> That's right. No. <laughs> Ignis's head perks up and looks towards the door, seeing that Cecil, you look as well as you see Luca coming down the stairs. Anything any more? You found any more bodies? No We're more. Up to four. 
Four? Just the four? Okay. Four bubbled. Four bodies. Fair. But who knows how many got away. Fair. We'll take however many back as we can and then start doing tests, experiments, I'm, see what we can find out. I've sent, like I said, I sent a scout forward to um, back up to the seat. I'm going to have another go back with one of these strapped up. Good. Cast a... We've got a... Straight to Sterling. Yeah. I send you, but I need you back at the yes. crypt. We, we've got to get working on the other burning fire in our backyard. Yes, we've got two now. Mm-hmm. No, I know um, Seeker Meredith has been putting together an expedition squad for when we get back so we can rest up for a day or two, turn around, head back out. Okay. Well, That's good. That's good. Jeez. Um, it's really happening, isn't it? Do you think these two things could be connected? I, I don't know much about magic, but when it's, I'm fighting it, it all seems the same. It's possible, but I don't know. Anything's possible at this point. We don't have any answers for the first one, and then this mm -hmm. other unexplainable magic thing happens that we'd written off as done and complete for decades. Who knows at this point? I'm not... So many things have been wrong or not given us clear answers in the last couple of weeks, and I'm not writing off anything. Look, mm -hmm. we just saw... We just saw a giant whale in a fishbowl that was somehow electric. I'm not writing off anything. I'm going to be honest. I haven't actually started your report yet, Cecil. Yeah. So. Get ready. Oh, there's some good stuff in there. I, oh, okay. Get a drink uh, just so that you can uh, comprehend it. But it, look, it got, shit got weird, Luca. Not this weird. More kooky weird. But. Yeah, if you think like Ignis is weird, like Dieter made some kind of out of pocket shit. No, yeah. I like I picked up on that, but I'm. I'll read it. I'll read it later. It um, was a yeah. cowboy cat. <laughs> uh, I think you were briefly also a cowboy cat. Well, yeah, but not really. It was. No. It was very good. Luca just kind of stands there, dumbfounded for a minute, and is like just nods. Yeah, I'm gonna. Hey, can you, can you come on down here and grab the... Thank you. And uh, a couple other outriders come down and heft the body and take it back to your camp outside of town. Chase, while we're down here, can I hit a quick detect magic? Yeah, go for it. Just to see if anything stands out that like we might have missed, like that maybe Cecil might have missed while almost being murdered. Sure. Sure, sure was. Yeah. You um you spend that you it's the uh, magnifying glass right it's a little magnifying glass with like a tuning fork on the end. okay I was remembering yeah. both of them at the same time I was like why am I remembering both it's because it's both because it's the same thing yeah you strike that tuning fork and like Cecil do you know why I guess what brought you down here in the first place and did you just find the guy down here did he follow you down here there was a I heard a kid crying down here and went to save him and there was one of these red figures down here. I don't know what else could be down here. It's worth a look. I haven't, didn't really have time. Was the guy going after the kid? I'm not sure, honestly. 
there was fire and there was a kid and then what you're picking up with that tuning fork it is actually give me a, a investigation check there harper i will oh, ass- a- assist you cool mm-hmm. it's a nat one but i'm lucky yep so, so you reroll once uh that is going to be a 22 okay with a 20 go ahead and roll again because cecil's giving you an assist not as high as 22 22 it is it's faint it's very faint but you are picking up that same infernal energy that you were getting last time uh with the other body yeah i mean the same sort of stink that was on the guy that i found is lingering here Mm -hmm. that shouldn't come as to too much of a surprise it is a very specific magical odor i don't even know what to call it stink 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 is stinks good red right now right now the stink is mostly comprised of what i gathered sort of a weird mix of abjuration and evocation so those are a little not diametrically opposed but they're kind of counter to each other a lot of the time but then also some like definitive like necromantic yes sort of so like so like equal part stank of kind of those three schools of magic and it just reeks of like demon shit yes i, I don't even know what demon shit smells like but from what i've like read about it smells like this this is what Something this like is this. what it smelled like back then too closely As- as soon as you mention demon, Arabin goes from a glazed look of not understanding to, like, concerned. Well? So you think there might be something demonic with these guys? <sighs> so I don't know. With them, or their their leader, or their cult, or the Urksign device, or some some changes done to the Urksign device, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. They couldn't, um, the ones that were affected were not in complete control of themselves. They were more, no goon, very obedient, um, pliable, pliable is a good word. Thank you, Harper. I like words. Yeah. When Luca and I saw them, it wasn't like they made a conscious decision of seeing somebody and attacking. It's just like they were programmed to do it. Yes, it's good. Don't right. like that, gotta say. No, no, I didn't think I'd have to see this again. Right, well, we rest and we ride. We did Our- save Loot Center, <sighs> though. The Loot Center is safe, so... Well, that's good. Yes, they can return here and continue to make a living. Just don't play smoke on the water in there. They get really annoyed. I was trying so hard to figure out the Guitar Center joke, and I it just clicked, and fucking Chase snuck in and beat me to it. <laughs> oh, the second he said Loot Center, I got so mad. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute. He named it Loot Town. It took me a minute. It's Loot. First of all, it's Loot Home. Second of all, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's where they keep all their loot. Like all their st- all the all the spoils, uh, all the goods. Oh yeah, yeah, the dragon sword. Yeah, when first, Chase first called it loot home, I was like, "They're looting the homes." Like, no, no, no. Oh, like the like the instrument. I mean, like yes, instrument. but no. Well, I am done in this bad basement. <laughs> I'm I'm good to get out of here. Does anybody else have anything they would like to do here in town? No, no. Nope. Check on Katie, but mm-hmm. 
yeah, besides that, just bunk out and call it a, call it a very bad day. You find Katie passed out in a tent. She had been crying a little bit. You can see her yeah. face is very red and she is just spent. I just pull the pull the blanket up a little bit and tuck her in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Find a yeah. glass of water and leave it by her. Mm-hmm. You all bed down for the night and very quickly take off the next morning. The camera pulls away from the ruins of Lutome and flies south. Trees whip and whirl by as we flash a few days south, not quite to the sitting of Bering, but close. Nestled in the woods is a small and comfortable home. Inside, packing for a day's journey into town is a gnome. Lehman, please describe Brother Lobazon. So, Brother Lobazon is unassuming. That's sort of the, you know, blends in. Uh, you know, not dressed particularly outlandish, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps a little old-fashioned, but everything is is nice. Everything is, if not you know, fastidious. Like the laces are are very efficiently tied. Uh, you know, nothing is nothing is dangling. No like loose buttons. Um, you know, the 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 sort of Chester A. Arthur you know mutton chops he's got going on. Um, are are not you know standing straight out uh, you know a, a foot in either direction, but but you know they're 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 respectable. You know you would sort of look at this this person and you think oh this could be a a, a wealthy farmer, uh, this could could be a, a a merchant who's you know just not particularly flashy, and uh, you know a more discerning eye notices you know they they're armed uh, and and you know well prepared for for travel. And uh, for being out and about for extended periods. It's about two or three hours trek into the city of Bering for you. A healthy, you know, walk or ride, however you would presume to get there. But decent enough that I don't think Brother Lobazon would go into town terribly often. However, there are some things you cannot find in the woods and uh, necessity does occasionally require him to go into town. What do you think he would be taking with him? Uh, so, uh, when going into town, uh, I think for the most part, it, it's 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 a little, a little, a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. you know. Not 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 like you know prepper <laughs> fill in the fill in the cargo pants, mm-hmm. um, but but there's they just you know enough stuff that if if anything goes down, that he's prepared, uh, mm-hmm. you know. And again, there's there's a sense of planning. There's a sense of of vigilance not paranoia he's not got the the 10 foot pole and the pythons um <laughs> but you know he might have a little you know extra ration bars kind of like you know stashed in various places and would have you know uh, if, if he is going to get caught out of doors and have to sleep he's got enough material on him that he could do that comfortably um and and be able to you know keep important things dry and things like that highly practical yes absolutely as Brother Lobazon finishes packing, he hears a telltale patter outside that you've become accustomed to over the past few weeks. You look out your window and you see what would have been a couple of weeks ago a pretty odd sight, but has not become commonplace, but at least not entirely unexpected. An otter, probably about your height, riding on the back of a relatively flat-faced dog as it pads up to your home. These individuals showed up 
we'll go ahead and say about a month or so, maybe a little bit longer ago, near humanoid intelligence with at least a grasp of common if they cannot speak it themselves. Something about their vocal cords doesn't seem to let them enunciate the way that most humanoids do, but they clearly understand you when you talk to them, um, and they have established a a rough trading relationship, more an exchange of favors than goods. Uh, you see uh, this individual is wearing uh, some kind of rough spun clothes from uh, whatever they've been able to scavenge from within the woods. Uh, and you see that uh, this one rides up and has a basket of berries. I will inspect these berries with mm-hmm. a degree of uh, a degree of calm now that I've become used to this. Now, otters don't count as small beasts as far as uh, my gnomish ability, correct? No, and especially not this one. This okay. is uh, <laughs> fully your height, like a- a- ascending from beasthood fully into <laughs> some kind of humanoid. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I, I, I will, uh, you know, carry on the whatever has become accustomed uh, mm-hmm. bit of business. I don't know if uh, you know how much um, uh, haggling the, this pair uh, expects, but mm-hmm. I'll, you know, we'll 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 carry that on. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of these otter folk and dog creatures out in the woods. This otter hands you the basket and just kind of gestures to his clothes and just ah, your outfit you want. All right. Uh, I go and and rummage through some, uh, you know, some of the the material that I sort of set aside, perhaps to do some light mending, mm-hmm. um, and 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 bring out a, a little selection of of mm-hmm. what might potentially potentially fit, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 I will I'll hold up and and see what what strikes uh, strikes the otter's fancy for for a barter. Absolutely. Uh, let me quick roll here. Yeah. Um, as uh, the otter kind of looks through, they're able to find uh, some trousers and a sensible shirt that works well enough. And he points to both and gives you a little clawed thumbs up. Looking at the the sort of the, the clothes that he has on, like does it su- you know does it suggest who else he has been trading with? Does it suggest like you know is it, you know can be a kind of a motley uh, assortment, um, or does it all seem to be th- the rough? homespun native wear give me an insight check all right can do yeah nope that is a critical failure <laughs> right out the, right out the gate which my the rest of my uh gaming group uh here at home would say is par for the course for lehman <laughs> yay <laughs> i'm i'm that guy at the table oh good very popular when i'm gming let me tell uh, you hey i i feel that <laughs> You're trying to size up. The last time you saw one of these individuals, they did not have nearly as much like completed. They had like basic, you know, like almost like a loincloth situation. So they're clearly already moving up in the world based on just whatever their situation happens to be. I think you're probably a little taken aback or surprised just by how far they've come and even just a pretty short amount of time. I imagine the, the the critical failure that sort of comes across as just sort of like creepily staring and ogling, which uh, probably does not uh, do well for uh, <laughs> Gap. You know, let me actually, let me do a roll for that. Let me see. You raise a valid point and I won't punish you too poorly for it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, they got, you know, the, as a GM, I got I to gotta see what those critical failures do, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, this otter individual sizes you up and down as well and just... Okay. And gives you the double <laughs> thumbs up. 
puts uh, the the shirt and trousers into uh, a makeshift bag um, that they have uh, kind of put together and uh, hops back up on this um, very odd looking dog and um, gives you one last nod and rides off into the woods. All righty. And yeah, you are left to your day. You're heading into town. What kind of provisions do you think uh, Brother Lobazon would be going to hunt down? Uh, so I think it's going to be things that aren't easily found out here. So, mm-hmm. you know, nails, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sort of copper wire, mm-hmm. you know, just little kind of craftsy, craftsy business that just it's, it's too, too difficult. Uh, certain kinds of fuel, you know, mm-hmm. those kind of practical sort of to do's. Um, and and also, I think part of it is is going into town to just just to, to to see and and get a sense of you know what the what the mood of the town is and mm-hmm. and if there's you know not necessarily belling up to the bar and asking for the latest gossip, but just sort of taking the temperature of things, you know, getting a sense if there's tension, if there's mm-hmm. a festival that's coming around, you know, just just sensing those kind of just those patterns and things like that. Absolutely. Like I said, it takes, uh, you know, a couple hours to get, uh, make your way from, uh, your home all the way into town. It's about midday when you get there. Finding what you need is as easy as walking into the central market. You're not looking for anything crazy or out of the ordinary. It's, you know, the typical things that folks would need. While there is certainly not an Ace Hardware, <laughs> Bering is well known for being a big hub for uh, traders to stop moving between the seat and St. Yogan, uh, the capital city of Amosren. You're able to find your bits and bobs, your nails and whatnot with relative ease. And uh, where would you go to kind of take the temperature? I guess if there's sort of either a common square where mm-hmm. there's a lot of people milling about and movement sure. uh, or, or if there's if there's a business, if there is like, a you know, you know, the, the straightforward uh, tavern or churchyard. Mm-hmm. Sure. But essentially, you know, the equivalent of like where you could get kind of that 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 long perspective, you know, sort of long perspective, right? Like sort of see the, the biggest group of people. Absolutely. The, for the widest census, for lack of a better term, uh, what you'd be looking for there, definitely hanging out in town square would be in that market would be the, uh, the biggest thing. So you uh, grab a seat on uh, a fountain and uh, start to look around. Go ahead and give me... I mean, you tell me, what kind of check do you think uh, you would make in order to gather that gossip? Uh, so I think, um, I'm trying to think of this, because for, you know, investigation is doing sort of the active trying to figure stuff out. But I, right. um, I think this is more perception. I think this okay. is more sort of like opening himself up to yeah. to the vibration, going into kind of that, that meditative mm-hmm. uh, training that he has. Um, and just, just, yeah, looking for the, looking for the patterns, looking for the, the webs of connection is the sort of the, you know, the central metaphor of his, uh, of his faith. So, uh, all right. So uh, perception would be what I would go for. (laughs) Okay. There we go. Uh, All right. So that is a, uh, a dirty 20. Excellent. Uh, with the dirty 20, you, um, just kind of sit back and allow yourself to kind of blend into the surroundings a little bit, really trying to get that feel. Um, and you pick up a really good bit of what's been going on. Uh, you know, there is a tea shop in town that you've probably been to a time or two uh, called Cecil's Steeping Scrolls. 
And Cecil has been notably absent for quite a while now. You pick up, because you did get that 20, uh, that the Outriders have actually been... Uh, or a good portion of the Outriders, have been gone from the city for quite some time. There was uh, some rumblings not too long before they left uh, that they had found something of note that was uh, taking them up to the seat, um, which uh, is unusual. Um, you've had run-ins with the Outriders before, and I imagine that they your interactions would have been wholly, if not at least largely, good. Um you know, um, actually, I forgot to ask this. How old is Brother Lobazon? Uh, Lobazon, uh, you know, has that sort of like gnomish quality of looking like he could be either, you know, 12 or 50. Absolutely. But falls pretty, you know, pretty squarely in about 35. Sure. You would have known um, they were a much more active group when you were very, very young. But in the past several years, uh, you know that their influence has waned, being replaced by the Kingsguard in many instances. Um, they used to be really well known for patrolling the roads, keeping cities safe and whatnot, but not too long after your birth, well, maybe into your early teens, um, that Kingsguard really started ramping up. And um, since then, um, membership has dropped. Uh, so it is uh, certainly unusual, but not out of the utter question that they could have found something worthy of note. But with Cecil gone, it looks like the shop has been left in the hands of uh, some of the teens that he hires in town to keep an eye on things. And as far as you can tell, you haven't gone in at the uh, yourself yet, but the place does uh, at least appear to be standing. So probably a good job at this point. I'll, fo- I'll follow in. I, you know, right. I, could use, I could use a cup of tea. Noticing that noticing that, that oddness, noticing that out of places. With, with, is the Kingsguard presence particularly strong in this town? Give me another perception check. Great oh, question. Okay. All right. Oh, there you go. That's uh, that's a uh, 22. You've definitely seen a couple of Kingsguard walking around. They are not incredibly present. There's also a a substantial city guard. Okay. They are fairly lackadaisical in their work, but they do tend to keep the peace. And peace is not terribly difficult to keep here because this is such a hub for people who, like you, kind of live out in... um, more extended areas it is generally agreed upon that uh, one doesn't shit where they eat so they don't like uh having a whole lot of trouble in here even those that are maybe a little bit uh, less within the law all right well i'll make note of that but otherwise i will mm-hmm. make my way in for, yeah. for a cup of tea you walk in and it is certainly busy but not like the usual, like, neat and orderly busy that you're used to. You probably have met Cecil a time or two if uh, you're a tea drinker. He is an older, kind of a fastidious human, very much in a similar vein. Very well-kempt, has a professorly vibe to him. He is clearly not here. There is a hairy-looking uh, human girl, probably 17, 18, if even that, um, standing behind behind uh the uh the bar up top uh where uh people are being served uh there is a uh, young halfling male can't be older than like 16 um standing on a series of crates behind just kind of leaping from one to the other getting stuff mixed up and you uh approach the bar and uh this young woman looks down and it's like oh uh hello there how can i help you today 
I'll, I'll uh, make my 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 order and sort of try to find a rhythm, you know, not to make her, you know, add to her harriedness, but sort of mm-hmm. casually, you know, you know, asking, oh, it's very busy, you know, how how much longer is your master away with all this? Oh. Uh, he, oh, I, I, I think he should be back soon. I just saw that uh, Seeker Meredith posted something um, uh, up on the wall over there. Uh, it seems to uh, hint that they might be coming back pretty soon. So Excellent, uh, excellent. You look like you could use the help. Uh, always, always, always. But, uh, you know, it's fine. It's fine. The place is standing. I have continued to pay everybody and make people pay, which, by the way, uh, two gold, please. All right. <laughs> and uh, takes your tender and um, uh, uh, asks you to stand to the side. And eventually this uh, young halfling uh, comes up and uh, brings you a uh, glass of tea, a, a toast mortem, uh, which is something that is uh, a newer addition to the menu, but seems to be selling fairly well. Uh, and a selection of pickled mushrooms, which has been um, a fairly popular, kind of a, a staple item All for right. the location. I'll sort of take everything kind of again flow out of mm-hmm. the out of the way of the, the the busyness and traffic and kind of weave again not not ostentatiously but again mm-hmm. just sort of getting uh getting out of the the larger larger legs ways uh and yes casually making my way towards this uh this notice to see sort of what so uh, struck her about it absolutely you uh see the notice that she had pointed out uh, it's right there on the back of the door. You can't miss it. It is a notice that the Outriders are pulling together capable individuals for an expedition. It seems that that rumor you heard in town about the Outriders finding something is absolutely true. They are looking for people to assist them in their endeavors to explore it more further. Uh, it is an underground ruin location. Uh, there seem to be some odd magics going on. So anybody that has any um, capabilities with survivalism, working in dark or tight spaces, anybody who has uh, specifically, they call out our people who have experience uh, with transmutation magics. Specifically, it seems like there's some kind of a connection there. Is that school of magic something that's that's prominent in the area? Is it something that there's, you know... No. Interesting. That would 100% put up, maybe not a red flag, but like a... Uh, like, like a beige flag, like, huh, that's okay. something. And the, the, the outrider sort of reputation, besides sort of mm-hmm. the fact that it's, it's, it's dwindling, you know, what's, yes. what's, what's the sort of the current vibe about, you know, are, are they, are they seen as kind of being reduced to, to sort of treasure hunters or, uh, you know, uh, um, more irrelevant than anything else. Okay. Unfortunately, the big thing is, you know, people don't, like are occasionally surprised to find out that they're even still around, let okay. alone doing well or doing anything. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, and do what? Is there anything that would be known about this? The the seeker who came back, presumably, see- who put up this note. Um, go ahead and give me a history check. Oh, all right. That is the natural twenty, which my <laughs> friends back home will not believe, but there it is. I, I did. I did see the twenty <laughs> friends at home. I have seen it visibly. So, uh, I will say with a nat 20, you have actually met Seeker Meredith a handful of times over the years. Uh, she is, um, considered the, among the old guard for the local outriders. And there's a handful of folks that showed up right around the same time or within the same decade or so when, uh, that 
tight crew is still there kind of holding down the fort. Uh, you know, Seeker Meredith is um, a strong, very to the point woman uh, who hails from even further north of the seat. She is uh, known for taking new initiates under her wing, making sure that they are safe and secure and um, well established within the Outriders. She's a bit of a stickler for certain things, but is also willing to bend rules as she sees fit because she's been around long enough to know which rules she's allowed to break. It does not surprise you at all to find that she is in charge of putting this expedition together, especially if uh, the other individuals are out of communication or are out of town. Uh, but if she is putting something up, that means something is happening. All right. I will uh, follow this thread where it leads and go to where I'm used to finding her. After I've uh, finished my uh, my cup and put everything back where mm-hmm. it goes, Lobazon is very much a self-busser. Absolutely. And the two baristas in attendance are deeply appreciative of that. Uh, (laughs) You uh, tool your way out of Cecil Steeping Scrolls and make your way back. I'm going to say with that nat 20, I'm going to let that ride. You know exactly where you need to go. Yeah. Uh, With a nat 20, you know exactly where the outpost of the Outriders is. Um, It's an open secret. In town, back in the day, you know that it used to be very hush-hush at where all of the outposts were. Nowadays, I mean, especially with such a large portion of the population, at least in Bering, uh, there is a good chunk of people that are members of the Outriders, just whether it's by tradition or family or whatnot. It's one of the few cities where there is still a prominent population. But you make your way out behind City Hall into a graveyard. And in the middle of the graveyard, there is a massive crypt that has doors open, fires lit, and a staircase heading down. And you waltz on in to the uh, crypt of the Outriders of Bering. Um, You get a couple of interested looks as you make your way in, um, especially out of the crowd. Uh, I feel like Brother Lobazon starts to stand out just a little bit more, especially as you're moving in. You see the Outriders, which are denoted by these uh, Viridian sashes, you know, where they take their name from. And as you make your way down the stairs and into uh, there is kind of a main mess hall at the base just beyond a set of double doors uh, you see Seeker Meredith sitting at a uh, high table talking with a couple of people and double takes at you because I feel like even though you have been down here before it is certainly not common for you to just kind of pop in oh brother what are you doing here today I saw your note at the tea shop. Ah, I should have thought of you, yes. No, I understand. You're interested in helping us out, then? I'm certainly interested in learning more. It's not every day that the, the Outriders assemble for such a venture, and transmutation magics and dark mm. caves, it's all very unusual. Indeed it is. <sighs> you know, I was hoping that... um Luca would be back to help with this, but uh, uh, still uh, working his way back from the seat with the rest of the crew. But, I mean, here's the situation. We've got um, w- uh, one of our number uh, ended up, very long story short, experiment went wrong, but we found this massive network of ruins underground. 
We have no idea who they were made by, how they got there, or what is going to need to be done to, in order to actually figure out, you know, who created them and what importance they may have. It sounds like quite the mystery. In and the buildings seem to have some strange magic about them, and there's denizens which do not appear to have intelligence but carry malice. It's hard to say. Can you describe those denizens? No, not sort of. Not really. I haven't seen them myself. I have not been out there uh, firsthand, so I, uh, for some reason, they don't like individuals of my vintage doing wet work anymore. Um, she only seems lightly grumpy about that. No check required. <laughs> she shrugs and presses on. Their appearance seems to be shifting and changing constantly. They have some abilities that are allow them to change and work against the way that magic normally happens. Again, it's very odd. Like I, I, I wish I could be more descriptive, but until I get the chance to get out there myself, uh, that's what we're working with. Well, if you're seeking individuals to 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 help with such an expedition, I, I'd be more than willing to offer my own services. I don't know what the commitment you're you're looking for is, but I have some time, and this seems mm. worth investigating. An immediate expedition um, will be forthcoming probably within the next month or so. Uh, like I said, uh, Luca's bringing the rest of the crew back to town here. Not many gone, but enough that uh, we do sorely miss them and we don't want to move forward without them. Particularly, all of the individuals who found it will probably want to go back out there and they were up there being honored, bringing glory to the Viridian Outriders and she's waving her hands in the air like whatever. She never had much time for the pomp and circumstance of it all, um, but does enjoy the ritual, at least to a degree. She sighs and shrugs and but, uh, yeah, looking like uh, probably in the next week or two, we'll know a little bit more about the specifics. Um, I can send a runner out to you once we uh, know what's going on. Pay, of course, will be uh, commensurate with uh, whatever work we ends up getting done. Uh, so I uh, can't promise a hard amount right now, but I know it's going to be at least north of 100 gold. Uh, they got the king involved, so we've got king money and, you know, always helps when we're paying with him. What is the king's interest in this? Well, I mean, I haven't spoken to the man myself. It's been a while since he was uh, among our ranks. But uh, I imagine, uh, you know, anybody else's interest. He wants to know uh, what was going on in this land that he and his family have hitherto been unaware of. You know, if something was going on in your backyard a couple hundred years ago and suddenly you find evidence of it, you're going to want to go a little do a little digging. Indeed. Well, thank you. I would appreciate uh, of course. being able to learn more. Thank you. Absolutely. We'll uh, send you uh, send a rider on out once we know when, and uh, we'll probably have uh, you meet up at the uh, at the dig site there once we've got that a bit better secured. All righty. Lobzon will we'll mm -hmm. exit and and make his way sort of back back towards town. Mm -hmm. uh, is there any kind of uh, a library, academy, any any sort of, you know, arcane center, arcane learning. 
Um, not quite out here. Uh, okay. Oddly, the closest thing to that that you would find here in town would be Cecil Steeping the, the Scrolls. Okay. Yep. <laughs> he has a, uh, a fine collection of used books. Knowing that Cecil has been gone for a little while, uh, you're not 100% sure about how well things have been organized in the intermediary, sure. but okay. it's the biggest collection of volumes. Then uh, Lovazon will will make make his way back to the tea shop. You know, again, sort of getting out of the way, bypassing the bar, and not not bothering anyone there. Sure. Um, but we'll begin looking to see just what Cecil has collected on folk tales. Folk tales, interesting. Okay. Um. Yeah. Go ahead and give me. I'll say this is an investigation check. Yeah. Of course, well, that's that's not terrible, but that's a 14. 14? Uh, collections of folktales are, you've got a couple of options here. Uh, what are you looking for? So, I'm looking for anything that is a local, or at least seems localish to the to the area. So, sure. nothing that's too, too outlandish. Um, but just just kind of going through and and that that sense of changing that sense of 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 you know form shifting you know what she described mm-hmm. just kind of you know not, again i'm not necessarily going you know cover to cover but just kind of mm-hmm. flipping through and looking at 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 tales of of transformation tales of of creatures or mm-hmm. entities um and again looking at looking at how the stories flow and how they interact with these kind of elements um, sure. to, to begin to kind of piece together. Because Lobazon doesn't have a, a huge background in the arcane, doesn't have a huge background in the history mm-hmm. necessarily of the area, um, but but understands hidden hidden passages and hidden patterns and and sort of folk tales and, and stories are a place where that kind of secret knowledge or some of those hidden truths can eke out. So that's that's sort of his approach right now as a, you know kind of as an initial step in trying to figure out what might what could this be? Sure. And I'm happy for that to also be a, a long-term fade to gray thing if we need to fast forward to. <laughs> so no, what I will say is that you actually, you, you find three different stories, one of which is actually incredibly familiar to you. And it is, a, for lack of a better term, it's a bastardization of the story of the swarm, the faith that you follow. Uh, the swarm is a well-respected, uh, again, for lack of a better term, cult uh, that operates in this part of the world. Uh, I mean, I guess you would be better to explain it than I, but fairly benign and friendly individuals <laughs> who are just kind of going their own way. Um, the big issue with the swarm is their insistence that <laughs> uh, the gods are dead and they have eaten him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're whatever divine entity they worship uh, either burst forth from the, the corpses of the dead or long lost gods mm-hmm. um or or somehow recycled that divinity that's often the you know the folks who are trying to to, to do the pr spin you know mm-hmm. speak about the you know the energies being shared out in new and new ways but but most most folks when they think of this warm think of them as like you know the, 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 the oh yeah those are those god eaters um yes. and so but the but they are uh, the, you know the faith is very much about being aware of the totality of things patterns mm-hmm. And how things are connected, very much about preserving and guarding the natural order, you know, preserving what they see as, as the swarm's domain. Um, 
and and seeking things that don't fit. That's a big, um, you know. There's the the not all, you know, like 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 with many faiths, there's different permutations and 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 factions mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, Brother Lobazon uh, is is uh, you know was an acolyte of an entity called the Orb Weaver, and they very much were about trying to trying to find the the aberrations and the 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 things that that risk tearing the pattern um and so that's that's where a lot of lobazon's training comes from and 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 so you know looking for for weird stories of of monsters in the night is mm-hmm. is definitely a uh, part of a part of that training you know and for then sure those sort of those subconscious fears and things like that and what you find the first thing that you find is a another version of a story that at least seems to line up with uh, what you are familiar with uh, as far as uh, being one of the many legends of recycled divinity of uh, some massive war with the gods and then one of the slain gods falling and uh, something anew arising something uh, fresh bleeding into the lands and from the blood of this god arose a forest and trees and rivers and all manner of things and it became uh, some far off land a very common kind of uh, version of that story Uh, you also find another story of transformation this one specifically relating to actually the next two are both a little bit more fey related Uh, the first one is of the eschewing of royalty within the Seely court a transition of power not from person to the world, but from person to another person. The death of King Oberon is not an oft-told fairy tale. It kind of holds, I would say, the same kind of provenance that pre-Hades town uh, Orpheus and Eurydice would hold with a lot of people. Uh, the third story that you find um, is actually one relating to doppelgangers. These are entities that can change and shift and, you know, become people within society uh, frequently for nefarious means. Um, These individuals, both doppelgangers as well as changelings, have been utterly unheard of in decades. Certainly within your lifetime, people have mentioned that nobody has caught one in a long time. For a while there, there were always rumors, or at least, you know, going back into your parents' generations, at least once a year, somebody, something would happen where a changeling would be caught and some awful fate would end up befalling them. Uh, Whether or not they intended harm, well, when somebody starts wearing somebody else's face, people get suspicious. But that hasn't happened in decades. So the tome that you are looking at is one of particular age um, and seems to have been uh, well-worn and well-read over the years. Um, And it tells the story of a uh, doppelganger who was trying to do good and do right. Um, But as many folk and fairy tales tend to be, um, a bad fate awaited him, even though he had the best of intentions. Not really sure what the moral would have been there, but (laughs) again... These were written in times gone by. Well, and as I was on is, is reading these things again, mm-hmm. sort of looking for, for big themes and kind of jotting in a little handbook, you know, kind of either motifs that seem to repeat, you know, ideas to have at hand to, to be able to call back to should, you know, 
some discovery later on be able to point in a certain direction. You uh, you pull all of that down. If uh, Remind me when we play with the larger group, anything that would relate to any of those stories, I will give you uh, advantage on related checks. Nice. Yeah. Yay, research. Yeah. That's what happens when you have a Call of Cthulhu player playing Dungeon Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is... Uh, that is what you learn from uh, the books in Cecil Steeping Scrolls. Um, right. Do you do anything else before heading back home? I think that's going to be, that's going to largely be it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, getting a sense, uh, particularly now with that information of this, this, you know, seeing if that speaks to the, both the absence of the, you know, the, the outriders on this expedition, but also like seeing if there's, uh, you know, additional interest, right? You know, am I noticing, yeah. you know, like, oh, like the Kingsguard seem to be mobilizing in a certain way, or like mm-hmm. there seems to be like potentially like other like merchant groups or other folks who, you know, are more or less active, just are getting a sense of the flow, you know, is there a sense of like, you know, a bunch of folks are about to go and, and kind of a boom town mm-hmm. situation, or does it seem to be more quiet and a bit of a trickle so just keeping an eye on that kind mm-hmm. of uh, uh business and then yeah and then sort of beginning to think about all right if he's going to be away for a period of time you know beginning to get business um sort of sorted up and and you know end any deliveries uh <laughs> put pauses sure. on mail things like that Absolutely. and um yeah get get business and uh settled and ready um while going back and reviewing kind of you know whatever information might be in his own libraries and his own books um to kind of cross-reference um mm-hmm. Uh, particularly if uh, you know, if there's anything related to magic, that's a big that's a big gap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, magic is by nature sort of <laughs> aberrational, um, but there there's certain ways that it can that it can be you know can flow nicely uh, yes. with things, and there are ways that it doesn't flow nicely. So um, yeah, that'll be that'll be sort of how uh, Lobazon is is kind of preparing uh, to to transition into helping out the outriders. For sure. Got a little bit of time before, uh, you know, the rubber is going to meet the road on this one, so to speak. You're able to, you know, grab a few more things to kind of help uh, keep the hatches battened down while you're away. Maybe a few extra pieces of wood and nails and whatnot. Things to uh, assist in camouflaging your home, uh, which I feel like would be a uh, unnecessary evil of potentially leaving house for a couple of days when you don't live in a city. You want to buy whatever, you know, marauding band may walk by. You want to make sure they don't take notice or think that there is something uh, to gain by trying to break into your home well uh, and all the little gnomish magics and things like that that i'm able to call upon to just sure divert the eye and the gaze and you know all Absolutely. those all those little practice tricks um but uh, but yeah but otherwise you know provisioning uh trying to get a sense of um of of you know if we're going down to the deep which he's mm-hmm. had some experience with uh just uh, making sure everything he's got uh his boots aren't going to be leaking and uh mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All of that, That'll, and I think uh, yeah, he'll just be preparing himself. He, I may send word to kind of the you know the closest chapter sure. uh, of the swarm, just just mm-hmm. relaying this information, relaying my participation, just so they are aware and there's no surprises. Um, Actually, on that note, um, I you tell me how close is the nearest chapter. Um, so, you know, a lot of, it's, a lot of it's very spread out. So there's a lot of like, you know, just a lot of folks like me who are just sort of plopped around in different, in different locales, not, you know, some of them are way out and hard to find crevices, but, but there are a number that, that cluster in larger cities. So if there is either a regional capital, I don't know if it would necessarily be the, the, the king's own capital itself, Mm -hmm. um, but a place like that where, you know, people can, can blend in and disappear and sort of, you know, go. 
keep an eye on things without necessarily drawing too much attention to themselves. Um, that would probably be the most likely place uh, where there would be, a, a, you know, the, the equivalent of, um, again, not necessarily a, a monastery, but, you know, someone who, who acts as a bit of a hub and acts as a way of passing information on to different cells and different um, different folks. Absolutely. There is a city. Uh, it is actually just over the border down south. Um, it's called uh, Tento. T-E-N-T-O. Um, it is kind of the uh, bearing equivalent just down there. And uh, they have, uh, they do not have an outrider outpost, but they do have a Church of the Swarm. And right. uh, it's probably not a huge one, but that is, uh, you know, when you uh, want to attend for high holy ceremonies, that's where you're heading. Um. I mean, I guess given the timeline the seeker gave me, is there enough time for me personally to go or would I need to find someone to, to send word to? Um, it would be tight. You could probably make it work, but that would give you very little time okay. to double back. Um, however, finding somebody to take word for a reasonable price is not yeah. difficult. Um, so um, go ahead and make a uh, persuasion check, honestly, because right. finding somebody heading south is not an issue. Uh, that's just a 10. That's just a straight 10. It takes uh, a little longer than you would like to find somebody who is willing to, uh, you know, go to a church that they're not super familiar with. You know, the last thing somebody wants to have happen is like be uh, catfished into a proselytization situation. <laughs> and that is definitely the vibe that you accidentally give off. That's 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 valid. But you are able to find somebody for you know three gold. I was like, yeah, okay, okay, I'll do it. All right, okay. Then uh, once that's uh, once that's settled, yeah, it'll just be be setting up all the various wards and things and mm-hmm. preparing to go into the unknown. Yeah, you um, take one last look at bearing as you uh, gather everything you need and you head back home to prepare for the unknown. The ride is hard. Harper, Arabin, you've never ridden like this before. And Cecil, it was a younger person's body who did this last time. Magic is used on the fly to keep the wagons moving and the horses stable and comfortable. In the end, you make what should have easily been a three-day journey in half the time. Ugh. Arriving in Bering, it's late afternoon. You find the town on the precipice of excitement. The Harvest Festival's drawing near. We made it for the, the Harvest, Harvest Festival. It's it's the still a little chili. while out. It's still the- a little while out. Your breakneck speed, uh, plus a delay in shipments from Amosran has actually delayed the festival by a couple of days. But it's giving you time to rest up, go take care of what needs to be done out in the ruins, and be back in plenty of time. The festival? The festival. The festival? The King's Festival? The Chili Festival? You wish to go to the festival. That Fish Chili Festival. It's canon, baby. The King's Fish Chili Festival? (laughs) We know the king. We could invite him. The money guy. (laughs) The The money money guy. guy. Fish Chili and Jart. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Chase, but a t-shirt that says Bearings Whatevereth Annual Fish Chili and Jart Festival? 
Hey, girl, you want to come over and fish chili and jart? (laughs) (laughs) At the very least, it's one of the two. It's either like the Viridian Outriders, like amateur jart league jersey or. But it is a jersey. Jersey and or, I guess, Bearings, the town of Bearings, 69th (laughs) annual fish, chili and jart festival. So what's what's the plan? Are we are we in, going into like a little bit of downtime, or do we yeah. need to like you've got, debrief with the outriders? You've got a little bit of downtime as you are all arriving back and reporting in. Seeker Meredith is there and uh, calls the three of you over. Meredith, if it ain't damn good to see you. And you too, Harper. How the rest of y'all doing? Ow. Yeah, yeah. We've clearly been better. I've. It's been two days, but somehow Cecil is still hurt. I mean, it's not like you've had much time to rest up. Luca sent Caraway ahead to fill me in on what happened, and... Well... Yeah. It sounds like y'all took care of business well enough, and... He's had me uh, make preparations for the refugees, and, you know, we've got some uh, accommodations around town for them. Filled up what uh, what we can do, though, for the time being, so hopefully we'll be able to get them set up and on their way soon enough. All right. In the meantime, I did want to let you all know that um, we're putting the expedition together to uh, uh, go back into those ruins for you. I've got you a fella from uh, a good friend of mine, actually, uh, Brother Lobazon. He'll be meeting you all out there at the, uh, in the ruins in a couple of days. You got Brother Lobazon, you got him to come out of the woods for this? He actually came into town. And then you just happened to run into him, I'm sure. Oh, uh, no, he uh, stopped in, saw the... Uh, I had a posting up in the scroll. He was there. He saw sure. it. He stopped in. He'll be meeting you all out there in a few days, so... Delightful. He lives in Delightful. the woods. Oh, yeah. He is um, eccentric. He's a, he's a follower of the swarm. Those folk tend to keep to themselves. Mm-hmm. The swarm? History, ch- actually, religion checks. I'm regular smart, so I've got a plus four to this. Cool. Uh, that's a nat 19 for a 23. Okay. 15. 14. All of you would have a basic understanding of the swarm, uh, but as this is a Lehman Kessler original, I'm going to just go for his words. Brother Lobazon is a devotee of the Swarm, a mostly tolerated cult that believes that the gods to be well and truly dead, but their divine corpses feed and fertilize the divine interconnected web that they venerate as the Swarm. My dude, we should talk about tea. (laughs) And and you would all know that. And Harper goes, oh, that Swarm. I honestly thought it was like folktale. I didn't think people actually like. Oh, he's believed in that. He's quite penitent. All I know is that if Cecil called somebody eccentric, then I'm probably not going to like him. Oh, he's a good enough sort. Sure is. Um, Arabin, who among us is not eccentric by the like dictionary definition? Well, either way, he'll be meeting you all out there. He's good in dark spaces, so he'll be uh, pretty useful to you all down there. Good, good. All right. It'll be useful, yes. I'm assuming that means we're, we're going back down, mm-hmm. down. We've uh, got a base camp going that has uh, fortified the um, fallback position of uh, Stuart Bailey. Mm. 
Uh, so that is all secured, but uh, the deeper depths uh, that y'all could see from up there, apparently, uh, that still needs some poking around. So yes. uh, we've uh, designated a couple of individual areas you could go ahead and uh, take a look around in. And um, we've got some folk on site. Some have already left. Uh, we'll send a few more in the next day or two, and then ahead of you all, and then you all will leave uh, day after next. Hey, hey, Griffin. Yeah. You remember that Dragon Age Inquisition DLC called The Descent? <laughs> I was getting kind of Deep Roads vibes, yep. but yeah, it's very Descent. Hey, don't yep. worry, I haven't played that one. All right. Hey, you're you're uh, knocking it out of the park right now, Chase. Great job. Neat. <laughs> yeah, just, isn't it great when that happens? Yeah, just need a couple of dwarves that mm-hmm. uh, kind of hate each other and kind of don't, and uh, mm-hmm. a bunch of zombies. We'll see. We'll see. I look. Fuck. You already know what's down there. Yeah, yeah, we do. But we don't know. We know what's down there, but we don't really know what the what is really. What I'm what? trying so hard to figure this out. I have so I many theories, are, so many theories, and none of them are quite right. I need some more information, some more inputs of data points, and then we'll be able to figure this out a bit more. I think maybe probably. I think if you get all the knowledge and then I get all the gear and we give both of those things to Arabin, then we'll be fine. Do you need one of those spinning tops before we go down there again? Oh, the spinner? Um, I can talk to couldn't, Bailey. Couldn't hurt. I'm just real worried about... I mean, that, that thing is a real big double-edged sword. Sure is. But it could be, it could be nice in a pinch, I, I just know that the second we turned it off, the approximations came straight for us. Yeah. Yes, this is true. Probably wards them off. Yeah, well, they're mm. clearly magical. I'll talk to Bailey, see if I can't requisition it. Cool. Each of you has time for a thing. Oh, boy. What would you like to do? I don't want to do it, but I know what I have to do. What's that? <sighs> I have to show Dieter around the workshop. Mmm. That's so funny, because you know what I was going to do? What? An autopsy. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Dang, I was just going to get some tea. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to show Dieter around the workshop, and Mm -hmm. if I can, Chase, get this fucking breastplate done before I go on expedition. Sure. And maybe I can recruit Dieter in that as, like, a way to help get his, like, get him acclimated to a workspace again. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he has, like, smithing experience, but, like, I'm, like, a third of the way done through this breastplate, and I would lo- really like my armor to be ready before going back down into the deep, dark cave. Mm-hmm. I would like that a whole lot. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And you do have a couple of days here to do that, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you a few stabs at it. Okay. Um, so you're going to show Dieter around. Um, Arabin, what are you doing? to my chagrin. Uh, can I, if, if Cecil's going to do an autopsy, can I be with them there? Because I am sure. also interested in what's going Absolutely. on with these guys. Absolutely, you can. And do you know where we do autopsies? The basement. The, the basement. basement. The whole thing's a basement. Does the basement have a basement? It's wild seeing that on a co-worker's water bottle at work. (laughs) Choice.
do love Thank that. You, Katie. I don't think we should turn this guy into tea straight away. I wouldn't do that. I just I wouldn't make this one tea. It's part of the pro- testing process. Oh. Okay. Um, I don't have another way to figure out what is inside of him until I use what's inside of him to make the tea, and then the tea will give us the answers. But Balolin just tasted so good. <laughs> you know, I think we learned something about Balolin that day, and that is that even an evil man can have a good heart. And maybe he really Adel. did want a better home for the creatures that know this is full of shit. I don't know why it tasted as good as it did. Sweet revenge, probably. I hate that your method of, like, investigation on this, Cecil, weirdly makes sense. I know, right? Yeah. Something affected them and turned them into whatever they are now. So we're going to use whatever they turned into to make some tea and kind of see what happens. Like, remember that time where you were like, T solves all the, has all the answers. And I was like, no, it doesn't. And like, I'm being, I'm actively being proven wrong right now. It's a good time. You don't have to drink it first. We'll find, we'll, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. You know, we're gonna make, you know, who's gonna do it first? We're gonna make Bailey do it first. He'll drink it first. Hell yeah. Now that I'm in on. All right. And then when Bailey dies, we can do (laughs) it. No one's going to die. Okay. 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 I will do science on the T, though. That sounds like fun. We will do science. T- scientific. Ta- that sounds scientific. <laughs> I didn't think a talk about tea could get that dark. And that's coming from me. <laughs> the most realistic element of this entire interaction is that there is just a guy in your immediate group who has never been anything but nice to all of you that you just dunk on relentlessly <laughs> who bailey yeah absolutely <laughs> bailey's such a fucking square we don't even know what his first name is it's a yeah it's elijah stewart no it's stewart <laughs> i'm going to bed <laughs> we are actively like every time we're bullying Bailey, we're re- actually bullying Chase a little bit, a little bit because we're Duncan. We have chosen this NPC to be our fucking punching bag for no fucking reason. <laughs> Although on the way back, like I did, sort of tell Stuart Bailey more about my amulet than I've told either of you. Oh shit. And for what it's worth, uh, Bailey did come in clutch during the saving of that burning building. So, like, not for nothing, Bailey did did help out. So it's uh, so pretty, so pretty the tea work. would be a reward. Yes, it's like a reward. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start off in the workshop. Oh, God. All right, Dieter. Harper, it's been... How long do you put this off? (sighs) Probably not long because I want to get to work Mm -hmm. and I know I'm not going to get any effective work done because I'm going to have luca breathing down my neck to get this done Mm -hmm. it's like i need to get this out of the way so i can actually do the shit that i want to do sure um so yeah Dieter is kind of following behind you um i'm assuming he's gonna have like quarters in the crypt Mm -hmm. yeah there there are bunks yeah all right Dieter. so uh welcome to bearing um We'll get you settled, and then you can get your get your bearings. Ha! Huh, is that why it's called that? And I lead him down to the crypt. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, 
Uh, it, it was name-bearing because people would get lost on the road all the time coming up from a Moserin. Well, I'll be. Um, as we're walking through a fucking graveyard mm-hmm. to the uh, the crypt that leads down to the Outrider outpost. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Alright, so this is the crypt. Um, you know, it's kind of Outrider tradition that um, outposts and safe houses and things like that sort of are they're meant to blend in and not be like overtly noticeable mm-hmm. um, with the exception being that one outpost in the seat right um, that's sort of like HQ mm-hmm. so um come on down we'll um we'll get you a bunk and I'll uh I'll kind of show you around the space mm-hmm. actually that kind of leads me to a, a question I've been meaning to ask for a while where the fuck does Harper live? I think at this point, considering Harper's been in town for probably like five years, mm-hmm. she's been with the Outriders for upwards of five years. Sure. She probably has an apartment yeah. somewhere, um, like just a little, just a little place, um, maybe above like, I don't know, a bookstore mm-hmm. or something like just one of the like more permanent kind of like how Cecil has you know, their shop. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I imagine there's like a few or a, a small amount of like permanent. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. Like residential I, or like um, commercial places. I think Harper Ooh, actually. Mm-hmm. Or what do you have? Cause I also have a thought above a blacksmith's. I was thinking honestly, more of like a general store mm. because that's what her parents did. Oh, sure. And I think that helps her feel maybe a little bit close to home. The building is stone. I think that was Mm -hmm. important for Harper because Harper works with a lot of things that end up getting dropped. And if you drop some things on wood, (laughs) it's not good. Yeah. uh, Yeah, you head down into the crypt. I think there is a moment of joy ever so slight and fleeting just because walking into the crypt for the first time is pretty impressive. Uh, and getting to see that on somebody else's face is is fun. Yeah, she's Harper's thinking a lot about what Lucas said and how like Meredith did not skip a beat in taking me under her wing, and I've been pretty I, not maybe not a mix of inwardly and outwardly, but has been a little hard on Dieter mm-hmm. just because he's been through a rough time. So Harper's trying to take this with some fresh eyes. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what do I do? Well, I imagine that's, um, well, okay, so, you know, organizational structure, Luca is our high captain. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine, based on your skill set, you're going to be kind of, you know, doing what I do, working as a crafter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, probably some small odd jobs here and there as you're getting started, sure. but, um, you know, we'll get you acquainted, get you you know, properly inducted to the Bering Crypt, and um, we're going on expeditions, so we're not going to be short on things to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, let's just start simple. Let's just get you... I'll show you around my, my workspace, and um, we can kind of go from there. Okay, sure. Um, so, yeah, we find them, like, a bunk and things like mm-hmm. that, and, like, you know, this is the barracks. Here's the canteen. That's Luca's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's my my workshop. Everything's a little small. I honestly would have been surprised if it wasn't. Right. But, you know, some of the other there's some other makers in town. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if there's any specialty needs. Yeah. To Pierre. Or, you know, I mean, I, I guess I'll kind of take a day or two and figure things yeah. out and see what needs to be made. Sure. Um. Obviously, like, I saw your work already, but, like, 
do you do like carpentry? Do you do smithing, like masonry? Mostly like as far as the more mundane things, um, I'm a, I'm a decent hand at detail work blacksmithing wise. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, I put myself through school down south, uh, uh, you know, just working at a blacksmith's and sharpening blades and whatnot. I can, you know, I'm a fine hand at all that. I mean, obviously, I'd rather Perfect. be doing higher level stuff, but. Oh, well, sure. But it takes a while well, hey. to be able to get to. And he just gestures at Ignis. Sure. I mean, I spent, I don't know, three years, mm. give or take, just getting him up off the ground. So where'd you study? You know, uh, self-taught. At that, he, he like draws himself up to his like full, like elvish height, and he's got like a, like a blonde mohawk thing going on. So he is tall compared <laughs> to you, and just looks down as like you taught yourself to do that. I mean, uh. I've always been handy, and Harper, um, that's Mar- not handy. That's a fucking miracle. Well, you know, it's not. I didn't do it all myself. I mean, like Meredith, uh, the person I work for with the Outriders, mostly. She, um, you know, she helped me out a lot. She talked to me about like magic and sort of like everything having sort of like an inner fire and how to coax that out. And you know, it's just a lot of reading, a lot of lot of failing. You know, there's a lot of Ignis scrap lying around here still. Um, he walks over to a couple of pieces and is like, this is, I'm good. Huh. I, uh, you all right, Dieter? Yeah, I'm just a lot of thoughts all at once. I get that. Thank you, Harper. I will, um, I think I'm going to go lie down for a little bit, if that's okay. Sure. Um, absolutely. Grab yourself something to eat. Mm-hmm. Food's actually pretty good here. Oh. Um. Oh, real hot meals. Oh, I've missed those. I'm going to go do that. Yeah. Um, if you're trying to find... If you're looking for something to keep your hands busy later, come find me. I got a rush job I got to get done, so... Okay. I could use an extra set of hands, and I think it falls enough in your bailiwick. Yeah, sure. All right, but yeah, go go catch the... We've been on, that was a hard ride. Go go catch some Zs. Yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, food, then sleep. Food and sleep. And he walks out, mumbling to himself. Now I'm just confused. Is his first name Bailey and his last name's Wick? Is he related to John Wick? Ooh. I mean, I was going to make the same joke. I can't be too mad. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, yeah, Chase, can I take a day and uh, make a roll on my breastplate? You may, and I will let you make that roll at advantage because cool. um, after a sleep and an awake, he will absolutely help you out with that. Metal dice for metalworking. Let's go, baby. It's 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 okay. It's okay. It's not great. <laughs> Come on, Dieter. It's okay. Come on, Dieter. Don't it's turn into Bailey. It's been a long time since Don't he's turn done, into Bailey. done armor work. Yeah. What'd you get? Um, a fifteen. Okay. Where does that put you? That puts me at. 35 35 all right so you are you're 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 another 15 away um one other thing i would like to do just components wise yes it's i have one of those spells that requires like a particular component Mm. um i would like to spend if i can a hundred gold 
either on materials to make or just to purchase um, two platinum rings. Sure. Oh, yeah, that one. That makes sense. Yeah. Two rings, 50 each. I will give you an option. You can buy the materials and make it for 100 mm-hmm. gold. Okay. Or you can buy the rings outright for 200 and you can spend <sighs> another day to work on your breastplate. Ah. Uh... Well, can I? I will. We've, est- I will we've established that this uh, sleeping scrolls makes like a hundred golden overhead each week, so we could just pull from the coffers. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold the fuck on. <laughs> um, compromise, because like, can I buy the mats now and work on it later? Yes, you could definitely do that. Then I'll buy the plat. I'll buy the raw platinum for a hundred gold, Kay. and I will make it when I have time. Yeah, go ahead and make uh, make me one more roll. Add advantage because Dieter's helping. I need a 15, gang. Come on. I need an 8 or higher. Come on, metal dice. That's, metal that's dice real good odds on, on it with advantage. 16, Nat. So. The breastplate is yeah. done. Whoo. The tin can is tinnier and cannier. Yes. Trash talking tin can. But you lose your disadvantage now? My AC stays the same, but I no longer have disadvantage on stealth checks. Hell yes. And my scale mail goes in the trash. <laughs> Flipping no, back. No, it doesn't. It goes into hey. Ignis for later. Yeah, it goes into the <laughs> Iggy. Arabin and Cecil. You approach Cecil's steeping scrolls. I imagine at first from the front, because Cecil does need to make an entrance to return. Uh, I do have to go back inside. Um... um Say, so, Arabin will, um, I'm not sure where the corpses ended up. If you want to get them and get them into the basement, that would be great. Yeah. Let me just check and make sure that the shop's okay. Um, and then I guess, oh, I've got to dig out that old report on the Urkisang incident. Um, yeah, if you want to handle that, and then I'll meet you down there in a bit. Sure. I, I pick up the body and slow it <laughs> over my shoulder. It was here the whole time. <laughs> Oh, were we not? Did we not take it with us? Like, I just assumed it was on a card somewhere. Like it had been hidden somewhere, and you had to go get it, rather than hauling a corpse around town. <laughs> it's got some sank on it. Gentle repose only does so much. Arabin, there's a plinth down there. If you wanna, if you just want to get it set up down there on that <laughs> plinth, and then I'll be down, and we can start figuring out <laughs> what to do with it. All right. Thank you go inside mm-hmm. <laughs> well I stop I would li- I would like to make a stealth check okay uh, this is going to be at disadvantage fair so that oh that gets rid of the natural 20 uh-huh. so uh, so otherwise that is a 11 okay I uh, try to look in the I'm just look, trying to like look in the windows and see what it's going on before I go inside I have rolled a natural one. So what you see is barely controlled chaos, but it is controlled as Eva is coordinating three of her other friends from the little halfway home that Katie and the rest of them live in as there are customers that you're a little disappointed. You know they wouldn't be acting this way if you were there. Sure wouldn't. One of those kinds of situations. But they do seem to have a handle on things. 
Eva seems to keep like ducking her head up, looking up over the line, like somebody looking for a lifeboat in a drowning situation, like any retail person has done looking for their manager in, in a, <laughs> on a really busy day. We all been there. We know that vibe. And, um, but she is not catching sight of you because she is just so buried in the work. Cecil steeping scrolls for wayward children. It was almost going to be Cecil steeping scrolls for uh, gifted youngsters, <laughs> but uh, also I'm, good. Also, both are true. Both are accurate. For, both are exactly for level zero adventurers. Both exactly what Cecil's going for. Cecil gestures over to Katie. Katie, um, mm-hmm. they could use some help. You're not going to go in? Oh no, I am. I've just got to go find a very, very old report and then go deal with the body. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, I'll cover. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll for one second. I'm rolling for brashness. Katie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flip the cape. She's got her little half cape Ooh. on. She flips it, and then she kicks the door in. <laughs> All right. What the heck is going on here, Lewis? I know you know better than that. Katie, you were in a fight. You can say hell now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All of her friends look to her joy in their eyes as Katie takes the stage and uh, starts getting things in order. You may now roll your stealth check normally in order to get upstairs. Okay, great. Because they are not actively looking for you. Natural 20. <laughs> Okay, that's what the natural 20 is for. (laughs) You slip upstairs. Yeah, I just need to Uh, find the find the report mm -hmm. wherever it is. I'm because I'm sure Cecil kept a copy because, of course, they did. You you know what? Actually, no, I Cecil knows exactly where this report is. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big enough part moment in his life. He knows exactly where this folder is. Where does Cecil keep this one? This folder is under his bed. Mm-hmm. You reach under the bed and you pull out the report regarding the Erksine device, otherwise known as the Erksine incident, where the crowned prince of this country nearly died in your arms after something went terribly, terribly wrong. Cecil kind of takes a couple minutes and collects themselves and flips through well-worn pages that they could probably recite from memory mm-hmm. um, as a refresher, but um, kind of gets things back in order and then heads down to the basement. Mm-hmm. Arabin, are you here? Quick rewind. Arabin. Um, you wheel the cart, which is um, laden with the body. But in addition to the body, multiple like sacks of like um, of tea leaves and flour and uh Tiny mushrooms that are not yet pinked because they haven't been pickled yet. And Arabin is just whistling to avoid suspicion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's for some reason an octave lower than it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Do and it, Justin. 
Um, yeah, you uh, get the door open and you make your way down. Uh, arriving down, you realize that uh, there is another individual down here. It looks like another one of the um, kids from the halfway house is down here. So here's the question. Did you start hauling the body down? Absolutely. It was the first thing I grabbed. But I assume it's covered in like a tarp or something. Like, Sure. Sure. You got some burlap over it. Yeah, it is still a body-shaped burlap sack, but, you know. Yeah. Yep. It's a, it's a young human um, by the name of uh, Rose White. Uh, hey. Oh. Hey. Uh, just, just dropping off some tea. <laughs> Deception check. <laughs> this sucks. Nineteen. Okay. Oh my god. Uh, you, uh, yes. You heft it down in such a way that it does not have the characteristic body thud of 250 pounds of muscle and armor. It's like, oh. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. Big shipment. Wait, a Cecilback? Uh, maybe somewhere. I haven't oh, seen cool. him. Cool. Yeah, I, uh. I know Eva's been looking forward to everybody. Ooh, Katie's back, too, then. Nice. Yeah, you should probably get back upstairs. Like, now. I'm gonna roll an insight check on that. Wow, I so I got this new, like, very nice metal dice. I've been rolling sevens like crazy. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. All right, well, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, what, what's your name again? Arabin. Right, Arabin. Rose White. Nice to meet you. And they head back upstairs. <sighs> That was a close one. Arabin, you down there? Yeah. All right. I see, I see uh, steps out of the way of Rose White going upstairs. Oh, Arabin, I see you're uh, making friends with the students already. You know, I've wanted to ask if you wanted to come on board to Cecil Styles School for Gifted Students. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but cannon, you don't, cannon, you don't strike me as a um, kid person. I guess you're not that old. You're not that much older than some of them, huh? Well... I think I'm a bit uh, beyond your little preschool. Well, no, I meant like you would teach them. Anyway, I got your shipment of tea over here. That's very <laughs> nice. Is it the regular tea or the special order? It's the special order. Special. It was the first thing I brought in. Arabin, did you <laughs> scar another 13-year-old irreparably? I don't think so. I hope okay, not. Okay, that's probably good. Yes, that's probably good. Rose White doesn't do much more than bossing the tables, but they're good for it. So, right, let's get the rest, and uh, then we'll get to work here. You get the rest of the materials brought down, and I imagine there is some kind of a latch that you throw on the cellar doors to keep out interlopers. Keep out, yeah, keep out the wayward children. All right, uh, we set the body up on the, I'm going to keep calling it a plinth. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you helped last time, right? Uh, did I help? Or did I just sort of get in place? A little bit of everything. So there's gloves over there. Might want them. Um, we take all the armor off mm -hmm. and 
uh, you know, set possessions to the side. That can be something else to look at. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be like a series of medicine checks or if I'm just going to describe what we are doing to try to find things or how you want to mm-hmm. do this, Chase. Let's go ahead and let's do a medicine check at advantage. Okay. Because you've got Arabin helping. Uh, 17. Okay. With a 17, you are able to get the chest cavity open. And I mean, what are you looking for at this point? Looking for abnormality is looking for uh, anything that seems like it could have been enhanced, a uh, body part that could have been enhanced, or maybe if anything was implanted, or maybe mm-hmm. if uh, there's residue from uh, an enchantment that should, should or should not be there. Um, I guess, um, so I do also have, um, you know, detect magic and sure that all of that. So I can, I can kind of be double, like, like actually doing the medical exam of it, but then also mm-hmm. with Arabin's help be on the lookout for magical. I don't know. Once, once we get all of this done, we are going to bury it in that patch of dirt over there and we are going to grow some tea. Arabin, mm-hmm. what are you keeping an eye out for? Uh, I'm sort of looking at the body, uh, trying to see if it looks any different than normal human organs. Sure. I also surreptitiously uh, take my sword and sort of like dab a little bit of blood on it. Sure. So that it can okay. absorb into it and mm-hmm. see if if mm-hmm. anything happens. Absolutely. That first part of what you were looking for, uh, Arabin, actually lines up perfectly with what Cecil ends up finding. Because as you two open the chest cavity and actually look at the body, you know, the organs, you see that these are not the organs of somebody who is in there by the look of their face, maybe late 30s, early 40s. This is the body of someone who has been run through the fucking ringer. Their heart is weak and malformed. Their stomach is basically non-existent. Their intestines are cracked and hard in a way that bodies are not supposed to be. Lines of scarring are just running rampant all over this guy's innards. Does, thinking back on the actual incident, mm-hmm. was an autopsy done then? I'm going to roll a die. I'm going to give you even odds on that. All right. I, so, pick ev- I pick evens. You pick evens. Okay. Inexplicably, I have rolled my third seven of the night. <sighs> Oh, oh my god. Man. Hey, but three sevens on a slot machine is great. Hey. Yeah, let's so go Ryan to wins. the casino. So, if an autopsy was done, you were not a part of the party that did that. Okay. that so would I, don't, be... I was just trying to figure out if I had something to compare this to. Yeah. So, what I will say with a 17, you have heard of studies of people who essentially cast enchantment spells and buff spells on them constantly. Mm-hmm. People who have haste cast on them for weeks at a time. Yeah, mm-hmm. people sure. who have oh things like, like enlarge, reduce. People who are, you know, 
essentially out of their proportion who have high level or at least high intensity magic running on them extended periods of time Mm -hmm. this is not dissimilar to that sure that makes sense like the, the body is not meant to handle that this is not what I was expecting to see I don't know what I was expecting to see, but unfortunately, I... uh, Nothing good comes of this thing. This... The Urksign device, or whatever we're calling it, whatever it truly is, who knows. It it twisted and corrupted, but it also gave power, but it also did this. These guys looked like they should have died on their own, and yet they were fighting like they were in their prime. Yes. I think that's the double-edged sword here. If you give up whatever you or whatever time you have left for this, and who knows, maybe they can only last so long after they're exposed, or maybe they need constant exposure or treatment from the, a device or whatever. But we thought the device exploded, so maybe someone recreated it or enough of a formula survived or notes or research or... I don't... It was very, very messy. It was very, very messy. And uh, suddenly... The prince almost died that day. And when a prince almost dies, everything has to get written up very carefully. And it is the most important thing that happened that day, even if it wasn't. It was a very messy day. And that actually, Arabin, is the last time I was in the field until, well, a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah. I understand that this was a very traumatizing experience for you the first time. But if we don't find out where this is coming from, and more importantly, if we don't destroy it, it wouldn't just be a prince almost dying. It's going to be town after town after town total destruction oh I have no intention of letting this go Arab and Cronin and you're going to help me let's make some tea so we uh, move the body uh, we document mm-hmm. uh, and then I, we also pull like um pull some vials of uh, can we still get blood out of a corpse at this point i'm not sure they just did a gentle repose on the bodies to stop them from like decomposing on the way home yeah before before you describe the organs i was thinking that there would at least be some blood in the organs okay yeah like there's definitely some blood in there and to that point arabin uh it is while cecil is like pulling you know, a, a couple of vials of blood that you are able to sneak a moment. I will say that that is a, it is a small enough action, and Cecil, I imagine, would be fully engrossed that you don't need to do like we don't need to do the rigmarole of a stealth check here. You're able to just like get there's enough blood you can get a little on your sword, and it drinks it so fast. Arabin, it 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 barely touches it, and it's gone. So did you notice that blood I just put on the sword? Um, I felt the intention coming. Went quick. Yeah. 
do you get any sort of sense from it? Are you, are you able to do that? Yes and no. I can... I mean, I don't have to tell you that these things are fiendishly inspired. Kindred spirits, of course. I just don't understand. Are these... What don't you understand? Are these things human, or are they... Are they demons? They were human. Definitely human at some point. Well, humanoid. I think there might have been one that was an elf back there. That's the one whose head you blew off. But no. They're not anymore. Something in between. What kind of thing could have turned them into this? Well, apparently that sign device. Clever thing, apparently. No clue what that could have been, though, predates me being in the area. We need to find this thing. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, Arabin Cronin. Arabin, can you help me with the body? We're gonna put it over in the dirt now. Yeah, yeah, coming. We take the pieces mm-hmm. and whatever's left and dig a very shallow grave. The bones of a certain individual are still in there. Some of them have began to disintegrate on their own. This is a intentionally desiccating environment. So there are not many big pieces left, but piece of the skull cavity hanging around in there. Chunk of a femur. Um, I move most of the bones remaining of Balo over to um, a separate area, which is more just like, I don't know what the trash pile of a room like this is, but it's that. I want to mm-hmm. take the femur chunk. Okay, you can have the you can have the femur chunk. That's great. I was actually going to. I take the skull fragment and I hang it on the wall. Mm-hmm. That's a warning. <laughs> Y'all nasty. Y'all just nasty. Look, uh, I like little keepsakes. Bruh. <laughs> I, cast, I cast minor illusion on the... Uh, on the skull to make it look like the full skull, hanging that up <laughs> on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we bury the body. Uh, I get some some tea leaves that we found. Um, I'm gonna call it corpses caffeine. Hmm. Awake the dead. Exactly. Oh, that's what uh, that's what I'm looking to to maybe see if I can figure out how to do. Okay. Gosh dang it. So. We will uh, bury the body. We will um, plant the tea, see what mm-hmm. we can get from it. Um, mm-hmm. It is a tea that Cecil knows um, so that they would be able to tell the difference fr- sure. that they get out of this corpse from whatever infernal magical mm-hmm. energy is remaining. And then um, I'm just going to blow the big gun and we're going to cast Wither and Bloom at third level. Ooh, okay. Just to Couple. really speed up this process. All right, I want you to make me a... I, I, I know this isn't how this works. I want you to make me a spell attack. Sure. Do I get anything for upcasting? Um, Do you know, I will lower not. the DC of what I'm looking for. Cool. Uh, 25. Okay, fine. Woo. You are able to... <laughs> as it blooms, you see there is a moment where... The air down here becomes rank. Not with the desiccation of a body, 
but with the expellation of something fetid and withered within the corpse itself. If you rolled less than a 15, this tea would have been bad. Less than a 10, mm. it would have been straight up poison. R.I.P. Stuart Bailey. <laughs> but with a 25, you can tell that after you air this out a little bit, this is eh, going to be pretty good. Arabin, I believe our work here is done. Oh, that tea's going to be spicy. I know it. <laughs> yes. And maybe we'll learn something. One can only hope. How you doing, Arabin? Me? Uh, I'm fine. You're a very good liar. This is this is fine. This, you know, that's not what I meant. I've dealt with bodies before. Yep, and towns burning and nearly dying. It's been quite the four days. Yeah, it's surely been an experience. Not one that I would really want to relive. That's fair. That's fair. When you've seen as many things as I have, sometimes you just get numb to it. So just don't let that happen. Well. You need you need to care. It should hurt. It should be a lot. I've definitely also seen some things. But it does still hurt. I'm sorry, but that's good. Maybe in some ways. It's motivation, if nothing else. I guess there's always... It means you're sticking around for a little longer? Yeah. I've got to make some good come from this bad. Yes. It's a fine way of putting it. I'd like to get out of this basement now. It is... It, it smells. It's very bad. Yeah, it stinks. Yep. I turned the vent system on that Harper installed for me. Sorry, bud. I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, my cool magic candle that I enchanted for you did wear off since That's, I did a lot of cool party tricks cool on the party road. Tricks on the road, yeah. I don't know. I honestly, at this point, I figure I could say, yeah, this thing that Harper made me, and you know, like fifty fifty. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did make treadmills a thing. Did tr I do have a with treadmill you doing desk. that? Yes, I do have a very we'll good work on. Desk. I'll work on an HVAC system for the crypt. <laughs> I mean, Thank maybe you. something Appreciate with it. magnets. Who knows? In this economy. <laughs> In this economy, I just spent a hundred gold on platinum, homie. You think I can buy a fucking? You think I can afford magnets? You think this girl's Please. got lodestone money? <laughs> <laughs> they're called rare earth magnets, like whether they're not just lying I mean, she, around. Harper could start a shell phone business. I think it would take off. Shell phone scams, Mint Mobile, <laughs> Beatles, Mini Mobile. <laughs> The three of you rest up for two days. You are able to complete whatever work needs to be done in order to secure your new fertilizer uh, and make sure that no wayward teens will end up accidentally digging it up. Um, yep. And um, also finish that work on the breastplate. Ooh. Dawn rises all too early the morning of your departure. The three of you gather outside the crypt and, with a look and a shrug, once again venture into the Midwood. Thank you for joining us here on Another Path. 
You can find our website and merch store at anotherpathpodcast.com, on Twitter at anotherpathpod, and our network at ghostlightmedia.net. You can support our efforts by donating at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia, or by giving us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher will let you. You can also find me on Twitter at TQLoudly, Griffin at Griffcold, and Ryan at RyanRoll20. You can find Justin on TikTok at JustJustinMichael and myself at TQLoudly. You can find Lehman and his wide variety of projects at www.lehmankessler.com. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. And until then, remember to clean up before you leave town. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.